Welcome to episode 26 of Battle Academy Podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me in-game as Anthissa or on social media as Anthissa21. While we do have the announcement of the next Sylph Arena Cup, known as the Commander Cup, I'm going to put that on the back burner for now until next week. I think I've got some time for that. Because this week I want to talk about battling outside of Sylph Arena and say Ghost Stadium and all of that. Those are the ones that are really big on social media. However, there are other battles and such going on that you may not be aware of. This includes things like the Specialist Cup and the Nexus Cup. And this week, one we're going to focus on, the Indigo League. This is started up by Team Rocket Academy. You can find them on Twitter and on YouTube. They do a lot of PvP tutorials and videos and stuff like that. The whole point, of course, similar to Battle Academy, they want to help you get good at PvP. I sent out an email, or actually I direct messaged SosaFlow on Twitter, who is one of the heads of Team Rocket Academy. They, of course, can be found on Twitter. And they gave me some insight into the Indigo League on how it works and what you can expect if you're interested in doing this kind of matchup. So the Indigo League is basically a team versus team competition. There are six teams in total in the game. Now, this is not currently open at the moment. They wanted to give the opportunity for this to some of the gaming groups that have been doing Pokemon Go PvP from the beginning, including the Ghost Stadium Elite Four, who used to do their own kind of Elite Four challenge. You would battle each member of the Elite Four, and at the end, you would battle the challenger, or the champion, excuse me. You were the challenger, they had the champion. And then you would be given bragging rights until the next season, or the next time the Elite Four challenge came around. Then, of course, there is Mazer Gaming. I don't know too much about it, but I do know that they recently signed on Speedius Chief, who is one of the top PvP players in Pokemon Go. So that's really interesting right there. There's also Poke Battle Tower, Regicide, and the Thunder Lions. These six teams will meet two teams to a match, and there are five battlers for each team. And the battlers will face each other one-on-one. The cool thing about this is that before a match, each team gets to pick five Pokemon that will be banned. These ten total Pokemon cannot be used in the match that week. From there, they will do an easy draft to pick and build their team. And there cannot be more than one Pokemon of that type in the team. So basically... If one member of the team drafts Wigglytuff, nobody else on the team can have it. So that's kind of cool. It makes it a little more harder to work around doing the draft style. Um, If you don't get the Pokemon you want, you're up a creek. Now, the other team can draft a Wigglytuff there if they want as well. So just because one team takes a Pokemon doesn't mean the other team can't have it too. So that makes it a little more level playing field. This setup also includes Shadow-type Pokemon as well. So if one person takes a Shadow-type Pokemon, somebody else on the team can't have that Pokemon purified Shadow or not. So say somebody picks Shadow Victory Bell, 
no one else on the team can have any form of victory bell whatsoever. There is no CP cap on these battles, so my guess is they're probably playing in Master League. And I'm saying guess because I have been kind of rather busy and not been able to watch any of the matches, which you can watch these on Twitch through Team Rocket Academy. They have their own Twitch site. Pretty sure it goes by the same name, Team Rocket Academy. And the Twitter site will announce the matches a week ahead of time so you can kind of schedule your day around it if you want to watch one of those and you're very interested in it. Now, as I mentioned earlier, it's not open yet, but it is a possibility in the future. If you're interested in any of this at this point in time, your best bet is to contact these six teams, talk to their leaders, and see if there's any chance you might be in consideration for the next go-around. Basically, pick the team you think you've, you're good enough to join and you want to join, join their Discord, and start talking to the leaders. If you've got the skills, they might consider you. So it's definitely worth taking the chance on that. Now, they are currently in week two, and this is going to be a five-week-long season. So we'll see what happens at the end of it. It'll be pretty interesting. For the inaugural season, they're not really doing anything with the Sylph Cup metas, although it is an idea that is possibly on the table going into next season. Now, a lot of what I've seen cropping up lately has started to go into this team play direction. It's looking really, really interesting. So I asked Sosaflow if they thought this was the direction PvP was headed. And they told me on Twitter that they really hope so. Because community battling at the current point in time is very single player mindset. You're pretty much by yourself pulling up Go Battle League or Silph Arena and doing these remote events. Even when we were pre-corona and pandemic and we were meeting up for these Sylph Cups and everything, even the Tower Battles, it's still one person versus one person in the bracket. So teams, they feel, is a good way to help develop community and continue to build community because the entire point of Pokemon Go is community. That's why we have community days and now this upcoming friendship day. The way GoFest happens and everything like that. We're not to a point where we can get back to those live events and everything, but I understand where they're coming from. And yeah, this is a community game. The entire point is built around community. I mean, I think we can all relate, those of us who started in 2016, to the early days of running around, everybody with their phones out going, okay, where's the spawn? Uh, the, the joke was made that this was the one time we ever actually achieved world peace. And... For what it's worth, it's not wrong, to be quite honest, because it was this very unifying thing to be out and about with other people and saying, hey, let's go hit this raid or whatever. And it was a lot of fun to do that. And community battling, which is what these team battles look like, in my opinion, is going to be a lot more prevalent, especially when we see things like the League of Legends tournaments, all the kinds of crazy esport tournaments and stuff going on. 
a lot of that is team gaming. So it'll be really, really interesting. And one more thing I didn't mention, the scoring on each of these matches, and I, I know this is a little out of order, but the scoring goes like this. Each battler, if they win, gets a point. The team with the most points at the end wins the match. Seems pretty simple enough, especially when you've got five people. I think in this case, for a team battle, that makes it very fair and very balanced. And you're not just sitting on, depending on one person. Unless, of course, you're tied two and, you're tied point-wise two and two, and now you're waiting on this last person, and then it gets kind of nail-biter. But yes, that is Indigo League. I hope that was cohesive enough and that made sense. (laughs) I'm a little scatterbrained, my apologies. But um, yeah, it sounds really, really interesting. If you're interested in catching some of this yourself, again, The Twitch account you can look for is Team Rocket Academy. Go ahead, look them up on Twitter and YouTube as well, and give them a follow and check them out. It's really, really interesting, and I myself am going to look into watching a few of these matches as well, and uh, who knows, maybe give you guys a little more insight on all of that. You all a little more insight on all of that. My apologies. Speaking of of battling and Team Rocket, there is good news for all of you who have been working on your rocket battles. Team Go Rocket is finally back. They, excuse me, Niantic had turned off Team Go Rocket encounters a couple weeks ago because apparently in one of the updates, there was a bug that was messing everything up. Nothing was ever said about what the bug was specifically. However, there were a lot of jokes and memes going around about Team Rocket being on vacation. Well, vacation is over and they are coming back. In celebration of this, they are giving a special Team Rocket box in the shop. It consists of some Pokeballs, some Ultra Balls, and of course, a Rocket Radar. You can get that for free in the Go Shop if you're still needing a Rocket Radar for anything. So definitely take advantage of that, especially if you're looking on getting your Team Rocket Associated medals taken care of. And to make up for the extended absence of Team Rocket... Niantic has said that Shadow Zapdos will be returning as an encounter when you defeat Giovanni from Tuesday, June 1st to Thursday, June 17th for this year. And basically, the month after next, you will still get another chance at Shadow Zapdos. So that'll give us May for Moltres. So we'll get Moltres in May. And then the first couple of weeks of June, you will have an opportunity to get your Shadow Zapdos if you did not get one this month because of the absence of Team Go Rocket. So definitely take advantage of the Rocket Box that is now available. And hopefully you can get your Giovanni encounter done and have a second Shadow Zapdos at some point, depending on, of course, what happens if they make that available to everybody. 
And if you need any assistance with any of those Team Go Rocket encounters, PokemonGoHub.net has plenty of guides for handling grunts, leaders, and of course, Giovanni himself. However, be forewarned, they have not updated the Giovanni encounter since February, so I think it's still saying Shadow Mewtwo. So definitely do a little digging. You're going to want some ground-type Pokemon to handle Zapdos for sure. And of course, his first Pokemon is always his Persian, a good fighting type. Pretty much Machamp will help you take care of that pretty quickly. All right. All right. I said that I was going to put basic discussion of Commander Cup off till next week, but basically I will put team building off till next week because we still got some time for that. But let's talk a little bit about the upcoming Commander Cup for May. I believe this is going to be one of the last cups this season. Not entirely sure. But uh, I realized I hadn't really taken up that much time in discussing the things that I wanted to discuss, so let's throw a little more in there. All right, the Commander Cup is another unique setup. Now, Prismatic we had last month, and because I was on my extended mental health break, I didn't get a chance to cover it. So you're probably pretty well aware of it, but you are basically picking Pokemon based on the colors that they had grouped together, or whichever ones were most prevalent, like blue, white, or black. Yellow, I I think it was yellow and black, or white, and yellow. I forget. But you understand the gist of it. The Commander Cup is kind of going to be like that. It's out there. The meta isn't straightforward like it has been in the past, where you just have these are the types allowed, these are the types or example Pokemon that are banned, and these are the ones you can't use, period. Well, the ones you can't use, period, as always, are going to be your Megas. They're not going to be allowed in Great League anyway, and they're going to be obviously over the 1500. Plus, they're pretty much broken at this point until they can get figured out. So, the point of the Commander Cup. You are going to choose a Pokemon to serve as your commander from the Pokemon provided, and then you are going to back them up and fill out the remaining five spots in your roster using Pokemon with Rock, Ice, Electric, Poison, or Psychic typing. This also allows for dual types. The commanders you can use, Munchlax, Shiftry, Excavalier, Steelix, Empoleon, Jellicent, Bronzong, Noctowl, Alolan Marowak, and Polyrath. You are not allowed. These are bands. Steel types, Megas, Legendaries, Mythicals, Shadows, Abomasnow, Galvantula, Stunfisk, Metacham, Wabuffet, Pachirisu, Drapion. That's an interesting setup right there because you're losing some of the steel and electric types that they're allowing. Galvantula would have dominated, I think, as well as Stunfisk in both flavors. So this puts an interesting spin on it. You have to have one of these commander Pokemon. And let me tell you right now, these are pretty solid Pokemon that are listed here. Steelix, if you get the right moveset on it, can do some pretty good work. Unfortunately, it's a bit pricey to build, so you're probably going to want to look at Empoleon being a thrifty choice. Marowak, Alolan Marowak, not Kanto version. 
This is an interesting thing that we're not seeing a, the Kanto version come up, but Alolan Marowak is a good sturdy choice. Noctowl is also sturdy choice as well. Don't knock it. <laughs> Bronzong. Bronzong is going to be a pain in the butt. I can tell you that right now. Oh, lordy, I can see the mirror matches now. Oh, especially with it getting payback recently. That is going to be an interesting series of matchups. Shiftry, it's had a community day. If you've got some elite TMs sitting around, you want to put a good moveset on it. That might be worthwhile. Jellicent, new addition. Everybody's been getting it over the this month for the research breakthrough. I did Pokemon of the Week focus on it, either last week or the week before. It's a very good Pokemon, so having that as a commander, that might be a good choice as well. So none of these commanders are bad choices. Even Munchlax has some good points to it. This is going to be very interesting. However, seeing good solid PvP standbys, PvP standbys being put on the ban list is going to make you have to think on building your team. You're not allowed any shadows, mythicals, or legendaries. Obama Snow. He's been tearing it up lately, so to see him on the bench this time is probably a good choice. It'll keep from seeing the same team build over and over again. Galvantula mentioned it earlier. Stunfisk mentioned it earlier. Metacham, who has pretty good chance of just wrecking the GBL Remix Cup. Definitely see that being on the bench as probably a good thing, especially for people who may not have been able to build one in the first place or aren't too sure about countering it either. This is going to be a very, very interesting cup. Seeing these particular Pokemon on the ban list, I mean, some of them like Pachirisu, it's a regional, so not everybody has access to it. And then, of course, limiting the typing you're not going to see some of these other ones that would have been powerhouses either. You're not going to see anybody pull out a Tropius because grass typing is not there. Flying type's not there. So this could make some even footing. It'll be interesting, and I am kind of excited to talk about team building next week. So this will be really, really interesting. All right, I am going to take a quick little break. And then we're going to get to the back half of the show and, of course, your Pokemon of the week. Thanks so much for joining me and uh, getting this far. I truly appreciate it. I'll be back in 10 seconds or so. Alright, welcome back. This is the annoying part of the show where I do a little bit of shameless self-promotion. If you're interested in contacting me, having any questions or comments, by all means, you can check me out on any of my social media channels. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Anthissa21. With Instagram, it is Anthissa.21. There is a difference, unfortunately. Although I think just searching the name without the dot should bring me up as well. Not entirely sure. Haven't done it. 
You can also email me any questions, comments, concerns, something you want to talk about. If you need to correct me if I've made a mistake, anerdblog at gmail.com. And I will gladly read through it and uh, possibly get you on the show, get uh, uh, mentioned on the show, read it on the show, whatever. And uh, yeah, by all means, if you're interested in that. If you're interested in supporting the show, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast system you're listening to, with, of course, the exception of Spotify. One of these days, they'll figure it out. You can also give me a follow on those platforms as well. And I try, and I haven't done it lately, but I am going to get this fixed. I try to get episodes up as quick as I can on YouTube doesn't always work out as well as I'd hope. But if you want and you want to listen through YouTube, just ring the little bell. You'll get notifications anytime I post a new episode. You can also like and follow on there as well. And of course, all of that would be greatly appreciated. I am going to try and get a coffee started. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's probably just coffee. But, uh, and then you can, if you feel so inclined, do a monetary donation. Leave one for me there. Or if you want, you can support me on my Red Circle page, which is what I usually link to in Twitter when I go live there. You, you'll you click that link, be brought right to my Red Circle page, and it will say support this podcaster if you want to support me with a little donation there. You don't have to, though. I'm just letting you know those are ways that are available. But uh, just the fact that you're listening to these shows is more support than I could have ever hoped for. All right, now that I've got the boring stuff out of the way, I don't really have an AP Battle Academy tonight or today, whatever time you're listening to this, but I do have a Pokemon of the week. And this week, it is going to be barbarical. Why? Because he's new. And because he's actually not that bad. Scrub and Claus Clawlitzer? Clauncher. Dragalge and Clawlitzer were not that great. But Barbarical? Hey, not too shabby. We're going to take a quick little look-see at the pvpoke.com resources. It is ranked number 162 in Open Great League. It is an 84 or an 80.4 for a lead out and an 82 for switch. So it's looking pretty good. It's got a consistency rating of 80. And these, of course, are numbers out of 100 to give you an idea of where they rank. He takes key wins against Skarmory, Alolan Marowak, Abomasnow, Bastiodon, and Umbreon. However, keep an eye out for Azumarill, Galarian Stunfisk, Defense Deoxys, Swampert, and Hypno. Of the moves available, you have fast moves of Fury Cutter, Water Gun, and Mud Slap. Charged moves are going to be Stone Edge, Cross Chop, Grass Knot, and Skull Bash. PV Poke recommends Fury Cutter, Stone Edge, and Cross Chop. And that's the way it looks on the thing of who's got what preference. Fury Cutter is in the lead at 41%. However, Water Gun's not too shabby at 34. Mud Slap falls a little bit behind at 32. Charge Move Preference, Stone Edge is at 33%. Cross Chop is at 31%. Grass Knot, not too shabby, 23%. Skull Bash, however, is left in the dust. So look at those 
Three charged moves if you're interested. Grass Knot could be a spicy pick. However, Stone Edge and Cross Chop are looking like your best bets. He is a rock and water typing. Primary rock, secondary water. Weaknesses against grass, electric, and fighting and ground. However, they pick up resistances against fire, poison, normal, ice, and flying. Your rank 1 IVs that you're going to look for are going to be 0, 10, 13 at a level 21 and a half. So getting close to that is also worthwhile as well. Again, IVs that are listed does not necessarily mean that those are the IVs you have to have. When you take it into Ultra League, it falls a little bit off 190 in the total overall ranking. Taking wins against Articuno, Togekiss, Charizard, Lapras, and Alolan Muck. However, be careful of Altered Form Giratina, Cresselia, Swampert, Melmetal, and Obstagoon. And uh, consistency, still pretty good at an 80 out of 100. So not too shabby. It does have the ability to go to Master League. However, you go up to Master League, it falls off hard. It comes in at number 268, and as a lead, it's at 53 out of 100. It does get some decent wins against Ho-Oh, Articuno, Moltres, Shadow Moltres, and Shadow Articuno. However, you're taking some pretty hard losses. Dialga, Giratina Origin Form, Gyarados XL, Togekiss, and Kyogre. What it could beat in Great League, it can't handle in Master League because that Togekiss was a win for Barbarical in Great League. So that's a whole bunch of interesting stuff going on there. And of course, Pokemon Go Hub has an article from JRE Seawolf, or JRE47 as he's known there, and um, basically says it looks a little weird, but... As long as you've got a stab move, same type attack bonus move, it's looking pretty good. Fury Cutter is better choice over Water Gun. And Cross Chop makes it spammy, which means you're going to be able to build that move up faster and use it a lot more. So it's going to bring pressure against other Pokemon that it comes down to uh, and or up against, including Mandibuzz, Sableye, Zwellis, Shadow, Hypno, and Mew. And even Obstagoon, who, as he says, abuses most rock types. So that's not too shabby. And of course, it's going to take out Lapras, Dugong, Frostlass, Abomasnow, Skarmory, Pelipper, and Mantine. So that's not too bad. Uh, number one IVs. Ivy's not too necessary if you're looking at open Great League. It can be a little bit bait dependent, depending on who you're dealing with. So having a good safe swap in the back is not a bad idea. However, taking it to Ultra League gets a little rough. As I've always stated from the PV poke section on this, you're going to have a bit of a tough time. Now, it is going to get things like Sizor and Obstagoon still. However, it's not going to hold up as long as you'd hoped. It does put up a good fight against things like Clefable and Granbull, as well as Amok, like we mentioned earlier, and Gengar. So, 
It's not a too shabby of Pokemon. I wouldn't go so far as to take it to Ultra League, but that's just me. However, it is going to be a worthwhile Pokemon to consider in the long run. Alrighty. That's it. That's a show. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, something you want to tell me, something you want me to read on air, story you want to tell, whatever, by all means, shoot me an email, anerdblog at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, anthisa 21 Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Next week, we're going to get into some Commander Cup team building and maybe take a look at the Specialist Cup, which is another outside of Sylph battle opportunity. Thanks so much for joining me. I truly, truly appreciate it if you made it to this point in the show. I hope you have a wonderful time of day it is, wherever you're at. I'll see you all next week.